0: Hey, we've got a pinnacle episode of the podcast this week. Welcome to episode 100 of Manufacturing Happy Hour. Welcome to Manufacturing Happy Hour, the podcast where we get real about the latest trends and technologies impacting modern manufacturers. Manufacturing Happy. Each week, we interview industry experts that are at the top of their craft and give you the tools, tactics, and strategies you need to take your career and your business to the next level. And now, your host, Chris Lukey. Hey, welcome to the show. It's episode 100, or actually, I'm using 100 a little bit liberally here. I've been counting. If you look at the show, if you look at everything we've done with Manufacturing Happy Hours, a podcast on YouTube... There are actually around 130-something episodes, including bonus episodes, something like 70-plus videos on YouTube. So where we are in the official count, I'm not sure. It's probably closer to 200, but I digress. This is episode 100, officially episode 100, as we're labeling it, of the podcast. And I've been trying to think for a while what I wanted to do for this episode. And, And a number of things went through my head. One of the first things I thought about was, hey, maybe I'll do a 10 lessons I've learned from manufacturing leaders over the past 100 episodes of Manufacturing Happy Hour. I guess technically 99, but we're not going to get into that. The reason I, I've been thinking about doing that for a while, that's what I do for a keynote. I decided, hey, actually, I'd love to do something a little more personal. But before I go further on that note, if you do want to book me for a keynote, just email me, Chris at Manufacturing Happy Hour our.com with the subject line keynote. That's the easiest way to start that conversation if that sounded intriguing. But today, what we're going to do, I'm going to go over 10 of my most memorable moments from Manufacturing Happy Hour. And and I think this might surprise you a little bit because I was thinking of hey, what are the 10 top podcast episodes that seemed a little unfair. But really what I hope this episode provides for you is I kind of reminisce through the history of the show 10 moments in time. I hope it gives you some tips On appreciating the process rather than the results of any business, any creative endeavor, for example, and and having gratitude for the work that you do. So, this episode is going to be full of shout outs to people that have helped make the show what it is. If you want to access any of the episodes I reference or moments I reference as we're going through this, I will have links in the show notes page. Over at manufacturing happy dot com slash one hundred. That's manufacturing happy dot com slash one zero zero. You can get there by going right there. But without further ado Let's dive in to episode 100 of the show. And before I go through this top 10 list of, hey, what are the most memorable moments, I do want to give honorable mention to one aspect of the process, which is, hey, it's been awesome creating a show that over 1,000 manufacturing leaders listen to each week. So first of all, thank you for being a part of this group. Thank you for tuning in week after week, whether you've been listening for years, whether you're just starting to tune in. I really appreciate having you here because you're ultimately one of the big pieces that makes the show what it is but the reality is hey i want to go past the numbers right i think we live in a world where we get caught up in metrics sales followers influence yada yada and as i was writing out my top 10 list i realized none of the real memories associated with the show were actually associated with numbers or you know hitting a certain point in listenership so Take take that for what it's worth, but I'm going to dive into number 10 on this list, and these are not necessarily in a particular order. In fact, I'm I'm going to go kind of in chronological order in many ways from the beginning to where we are now. It's just kind of how it ended up, but hey, number 10 memory from this podcast is exactly the group that I gave a shout out to, the Manufacturing Happy Hour Industry Community, When I created Manufacturing Happy, I wanted something that was more than a video series, an internet series, a show. I'm like, hey, what can we do where we actually bring people together in the industry? And Manufacturing Happy Hour had the perfect double meaning. It's like, hey, let's throw events. Let's get a group together. But we'll also do a show where it's ultimately, hey, it's two professionals talking over a beverage, talking candidly, I should say. So the Manufacturing Happy Hour industry community has grown over the years. There's a great group. Our primary spot that we hang out on a regular basis is on LinkedIn. If you want to join that group, go to Manufacturing happyhour.com slash community it'll take you to our private linkedin page request to join send me a message as well so i know where you heard about it and it'd be great to have you in there because really what i love about that group and why it makes the top 10 is that's a spot where we've created a lot of other relationships within this industry right people that didn't know one another that came together through the show or i should say more came together through the platform so Number 10, the Manufacturing Happy Hour industry community, and one more shout out to all of you folks that are listening. So number nine on the list, I'd say the number nine memory that comes to mind is starting the show. I created the idea of Manufacturing Happy Hour on a Saturday in my bedroom in San Francisco. I had been out there for maybe a little over a year at that point, calling on a younger set of customers while working for Rockwell Automation. And I needed a way to reach that group of people. And I thought, hey, I'm a 20 something, I'm a 30 something, I digest a lot of information through podcasts, through videos. So I took my iPhone and I set it up on a selfie stick. And thank goodness I had like a, a series two iPad that I was able to take a picture of this like ridiculous setup. I had propped the selfie stick up with books and things like that. It was it was very DIY to say the least. But I recorded my first video and I sent it to, I don't know, maybe about 15 mentors within Rockwell Automation saying, hey, here's my idea. I'm thinking of doing a video series where you know I pour myself a beer and I talked to a guest about Alan Bradley Rockwell Automation Solutions. And the overwhelming response was, yes, absolutely do it. And, And to be honest, when I started the show, I, I really just sent it as an email newsletter for the first nine months. I wasn't posting to LinkedIn. It was just very low key to my customers in the Bay Area. But once I started sharing to LinkedIn, it grew from there. But I do have fond memories. And like I said, a photograph of uh, of that very first day in my San Francisco bedroom coming up with the concept. So number nine, starting the show. Number eight, I would say the early days of manufacturing happy hour, particularly when when drinking beer was a requirement on the show. You know, I think for those of you that listen, it's more of a what's the right way to describe it? It's more about setting the tone, right? Hey, tell me. What you do, or tell me what your company does, as if we're having a beer with one another, right? It's a great way to cut through the buzzwords and get real. But hey, when we started the show, we were drinking out of Alan Bradley pint glasses each episode, talking about a solution or something that was impacting the industry at that time. And there were some really, (laughs) I would say, humorous moments at that time, right? And it wasn't all the content around the show. You know, one episode that sticks out from those early days is my buddy um and former manager Steve Parkhill and I we poured ourselves four different beers and did a beer and industrial components episode and if it sounds ridiculous it was i think honestly we did it just cuz we wanted to have four different beers after work to try out we're both uh both big beer fans but nevertheless i i remember Steve comparing a power supply to a pale ale for whatever reason, right? I'm going to link up to that episode in the show notes so you can see it. But that was uh, definitely one of our more out there episodes. But hey, one of one of actually our best early episodes was how to pick between a managed and unmanaged switch. I did that with Vinod Andaraja. He runs a great company out in California called Kanabu Automation. Definitely check that out. He was a solutions architect at Rockwell at the time. And he threw what I still think is one of the best Easter eggs into that episode, where every time he would take a sip of beer, we were having a beer he didn't particularly like that day. And he definitely made it apparent with with some exaggeration in the video. Uh, he would make up he would make a face. He would sneer a little bit. He would make it known that it was not his favorite beer. So, again, that'll be linked up in the show notes. But the thing is, today, when people comment on that episode, that's still one of the top comments. There's a lot of great information in that video on how to pick a managed switch versus an unmanaged switch. But uh, for better or for worse, Vinod's Easter egg of his uh, displeasure of the beer has taken the cake. So moments like that in the early days of recording the show on an iPhone in our controls room at uh, the Rockwell Automation Office in the Bay Area certainly jump out. So number seven. I think uh as a side note to that when the show was in its early days we started recording episodes not necessarily just in the afternoon right I'd show up somewhere to record a video at 9am 10am and during those times I would have uh, people be like so we're we're cracking a beer right and I'm like dude it's 9am like we got a work day ahead of us don't get don't get me wrong like tailgates having a beer in the morning is awesome but nevertheless that resulted in having some very interesting let's say, substitutes of beverages that we'd put in the pint glass, right? We wanted it to look like we were having a beverage. But I remember one day, like, we used cream soda or something like that, and I was so hopped up, no pun intended, on all the sugar that was in there that I was shaking and I, like, needed a break. So during the time we've recorded the show for some Inside Baseball, you might have seen anything in our videos from cream soda to iced tea, more often than not, it's beer, right? More often than not, it's beer. You usually know when we're having a beer on the show these days. We we talk about that at the beginning of the episodes. But uh, there have been some funny moments associated with the different beverages that we've had throughout the show. So what's my sixth favorite memory? Well, I would say it's the first time that I hosted a live event outside of the Bay Area. You know, I made mention that the whole idea behind the show was that way we could get together and have beers and talk about manufacturing. I would do that for my customer base in the Bay Area. We would go to the local breweries around Oakland, San Jose, wherever it was. But there was one time, I think it was Automate 2019, actually, and it was taking place in Chicago, Illinois. And I just happened to be in Milwaukee at the time, and I was traveling down to Chicago to check out the show for a day. And I found a brewery right behind McCormick Place. That's the conference center in Chicago. I'm sure if you're in this industry, you've probably been there once or twice before. But hey, I reached out to our manufacturing happy hour industry community on LinkedIn. I sent some emails and I said, hey, if you're going to be at Automate, come grab a beer after the show wraps up for the day. And I kid you not, I think 20 people, I'm pretty sure all of whom, maybe there are a couple exceptions, pretty much all of whom I'd never met Showed up to that event. I remember meeting guys like uh, Michael Sully Sullivan, who's been on the show before with Miller Resource Group for the first time. Some of the folks over at Concept Systems that I've developed relationships with since then. Danny Gonzalez of Industrial Sage. I mean, it was a pretty solid group of people that showed up, and and just seeing the power of a platform that had once been, you know, a video a video show or something hyper-local, the Bay Area, expand to an area where I didn't live, where I didn't necessarily have a ton of contacts and have a community around that. That was pretty cool. So we're halfway through the list. So what was my number five favorite memory from this show? Well, uh, and and you probably gathered this. I have notes. I'm not just like making this up on the fly as I go through it. But my number five favorite memory was Anytime anyone has had blatant disregard for the fact that we're recording a video, and here's what I mean. Uh, we, I've done these at trade shows. I've done these at live events. I've done these at bars. There are some certain scenarios where, uh, where people just – they they can see we're filming, but they're just in the zone and they're going to walk right past the camera anyway. I remember recording an episode with with Tom Schaefer at a conference in Anaheim. Tom Schaefer is an executive with Softing. I'll, I'll uh, have him in the long list of people you should connect with in the show notes. But we were recording episode in, fr- uh, in front of like a black canopy that was blocking off chairs at a conference, right? You can kind of picture that, right? You have a black curtain that blocks off all the chairs and tables that are in storage. And we were almost done with our video, and some guy just runs right through the video to do what he's doing to grab a new set of chairs, right? You know what? Kudos to him. Determination, getting the job done, whatever it takes. Um, But maybe more more bluntly, I was with Christina Z. Holly. This is episode two of Manufacturing Happy Hour. And I think I actually have this recorded in that episode. In fact, I'm going to grab that sound bite and pop it in right here so you can see what happens when someone kicks us out of a bar in the middle of an episode. What is next for Z Holly? <laughs> so I want to, uh, oh, we're ordering some. Uh, no, we're good. Excuse me. Do you authorize the podcast to be in the restaurant right now? Yeah, I called yesterday to check in. Because that needs to be done through our corporate office yeah. for okay. any kind of broadcast? And we also have a reservation. Oh, we're about to leave. We're, yeah. we're about to leave. So okay. Yeah. Thanks cool. so much. Yeah, we'll be out of here in two minutes. <laughs> and so the the corporate mentality shows up. Yes. I was waiting for that. <laughs> anyway, so we got to wrap. All right. Uh, I hope you had some fun with that. I hope you could hear it. But yes, we uh we had to scoot along with our interview to finish that one up Uh, when that occurred. So there have been some funny moments. Again, I would say not everything goes according to plan, right? You got to roll with the punches. And more than anything, they have created some pretty funny memories that uh, that I reflect back on. So let's see. Number four on this list. Number four favorite memory. Like I said, we're kind of going through timeline order. And number four is launching the podcast in 2019. Now, I think you've gotten this through the conversation so far, but Manufacturing Happy Hour started as a very Rockwell Automation-centric video series, very short-form content, and it evolved into a broader podcast. And this is probably the one point in the conversation where I'm going to get into some of the actual interviews. I'm going to talk specifically about some of the earlier interviews, because I think a lot of people get stuck when they're starting a podcast, right? They think they need to meet a bunch of people. They think they need to expand their network right out of the gate. And I would say if you have a niche that you're going into, you probably know some pretty key people right out of the gate. And one of the most fun things was reaching out to people I respected, people I'd worked with, people that were at my university, to have as my initial batch of five or so guests, right? First episode of the podcast was with Dan Voight, who has appeared on this show twice, episode one and episode 59, just a great episode. Both of those are great episodes around company culture. But sitting down with him in his office in Santa Rosa, California, to record that one, that was certainly a memorable moment. Reaching out to the Dean of my College of Engineering at Marquette University, Dr. Chris Rapella, talking about the role of education in preparing the next generation of engineers for manufacturing. Great episode recorded at my college bar. Also very memorable. Shout out to Caffrey's Pub on Marquette's campus. And then Mike Cromachie, man, talking to him about Steam Chain, one of still one of my favorite solutions in the manufacturing space. Machine as a Service helping manufacturers pay for outcomes rather than capital equipment and ultimately de-risk the process of investing in new technology. Man, that was one of the first technologies I learned about that I'm like, I need to talk to Mike. We met up in Milwaukee to have that conversation. This is before I lived in Milwaukee. But you know, shout out to that initial round of guests, those folks that Took a chance on me, jumped on the show before there was really anything there, when the podcast was just getting off the ground. And now we're in our home stretch. We're in the top three. So, top three favorite moment from manufacturing happy hour is the very first ever virtual happy hour, which took place, I believe, on March 19th, 2020. I think that's a Thursday and the reason it was the first virtual happy hour and the reason it was so memorable was I'm sure that time frame reigns in infamy in your mind. That was right when the pandemic was starting, literally two days after shelter in place in San Francisco. Probably some places weren't even in official shelter in place yet. But I put out a Zoom call to people in my network and I said, hey, this is really weird. What's going on right now? I don't know what's going to go down. Um, I don't think you know what's going to go down either. But I'd love to jump on a call just to hear your thoughts on what's going on in the industry. And again, kind of like the first time I threw a live event in Chicago at that trade show outside of Automate, you know, I had 12 people show up to that conversation. I think it was just nice to be able to jump on a call. By the way, I told everyone to bring a beer, right? I'm like, hey, let's do it at 4.30, happy hour time, and let's chat. And thank goodness I remembered to hit record on that call that day because That piece of content was just incredible hearing 12 people, you know, just kind of be open, talk about their concerns, talk about what they thought was going to have happen in the automation industry. Man, that's still a great episode to this day. I'll definitely link back to that because I do listen back to that and I hear some of people's predictions saying, hey, you know, I know we're only a few days into this, but people are still hiring, right? People still need work to get done. And I think we uh you know some of our predictions for what we're going on were kind of spot on. And really from there the virtual happy hour. We were having Zoom calls, I think every Thursday, cracking a beer, hanging out, really for about the first 6 months of the pandemic, right? And I'm really thankful to individuals like Tim Shope, Dave Griffith, all those people that would show up on a regular basis just to hang out. I'm I I'm forgetting a ton of names. There were a lot of people that were were regulars in these events. But man, just thanks everyone that that was a part of that. I'm sure some of you that are listening were part of those conversations. I need to find a way to revive those, right? I know we have live events again, but uh, you know, that was kind of fun, jumping on a call with you guys. So, Number two, we were just talking about um, the virtual happy hour. My number two favorite moment was the Automation Fair pre-party in 2019. So this is pre-pandemic. So like I said, it's not perfectly chronological order, but it's pretty close And that was our very first live show of the podcast, right? Recording the podcast in front of a a live audience. We met up at Haymarket Brewing in Chicago's West Loop. And the Automation Fair pre-party is something Manufacturing Happy Hour has done dating back to 2017, right? It used to be smaller. It was pretty unofficial. It's like, hey, meet up at this brewery. We'll grab beers. But this year, we kicked it up a notch. And you know, some friends like... Beth Parkinson jumped on the show. Beth Parkinson is an absolute marketing rock star. She's at Rockwell Automation. Ryan Wasmund from Concept Systems, he was a part of that event. He appeared on the show. And hey, our episode title that night when we recorded in front of a live audience was How to Talk About Digital Transformation when you're grabbing a drink with someone at a bar, right? It was the first time we've done a live event. We've definitely done more live events since then. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I've always just appreciated everyone that showed up to those events, right? It's a total grassroots thing. I put out a LinkedIn post. I throw an email out and I say, hey, Automation Fair, Rockwell's Automation Fair, if you're not familiar with it, is kicking off tomorrow. It's Tuesday night. If you don't have anything going on, Come hang out with industry colleagues, and it's been a blast. We're coming up on, I guess this year will be number seven, if you include our year when we did it virtually. So, hey, keeps on rolling. Automation Fair 2022 in Chicago, Illinois, guaranteed to be a good time. So the first live event was great, and I'm going to say my number one favorite memory, and maybe it's just sticking out because it's so present right now. But the return of live events has been an absolute blast, absolutely transformative for the podcast. And I got to give a shout out first and foremost to the folks over at A3, the Association for Advancing Automation. Those guys have been so cool in taking a chance on this show, inviting me to be a part of events like their. A3 Business Forum, their Autonomous Mobile Robots and Logistics Conference last year in October 2021, and most recently, Automate in 2022 in Detroit. That's only a month in the rearview mirror now. But going from kind of a, a Spartan setup of, hey, a table with some podcast recording equipment to what has become a full production studio at these events, it's been an absolute blast talking to just a plethora of like a revolving door of executives at these events that bring so many insights, so much leadership to the manufacturing industry, and I would say the automation industry more specifically. Those events have been a ton of fun, but it's not just that, right? It's the moments that go in those events that, again, the non-planned moments. So, you know, I collaborate a lot with Jake Hall, the manufacturing millennial. Hold that thought. Jake and I have some cool announcements coming up in the near future on some uh, some bigger things we're going to be working on. So stay tuned for that. And I should say, if you don't know Jake Hall, the manufacturing millennial, gosh, go connect with him on LinkedIn right away. He posts some of the best content in our industry very how it's made style, but anyway, we've been co-hosting a lot of these events, co-emceeing whatever you want to call it, and I, you know, I think about when we were in Memphis, right? We spent the time outside of the show renting scooters, going around to the local. Restaurants that our buddy Aaron Prather, robotics rock star at FedEx, to say the least, would show us around to. He's a Memphis local. He knows his stuff. He's been on the show, episode 52. By the way, Jake is episode 41. I'm kind of getting long winded here as I'm going, but it's those moments where it's like hanging out, grabbing burgers, grabbing beers, hopping on a scooter, going across a new city. And having a blast, or even if I think about the time at Automate recently where Damon John uh, from Shark Tank crashed our episode for a moment. So there have been a lot of serendipitous moments. I think about all the times where we're getting together for an event, getting together for a party, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person. I mean, honestly, if I were to summarize, it's all of you that make the show what it is, right? Of all my memories, it's all the times that I've gotten to interact with people in different settings, new settings, and trying new things. So I gotta say, thank you to everyone out there for being a part of this. I wanna make sure I give a special shout out to the folks at the Association for Advancing Automation Jeff Bernstein, their president, and Alex Shikani, who leads up business intelligence. Both of those two individuals have been incredible for, for creating new opportunities for manufacturing happy hour. And then shout out to other events, right? Like IME West, ATX West, as some of you West Coasters would know that show, as well as Cascadia Capital. Been doing some fun things with them lately. You might have just heard those bonus episodes we released from their event Shout out to my buddy for Dose Pohawala, who's a leader over there, who's got me more involved in some of these things. So, man, it's just it's what I love about the show is all these connections. And I love the connections that I've heard that you've made more than anything. Right. At the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm going to share a quick you know, story or a hero of mine, right? I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan. I think a lot of us are. I think for those of you that know me, that's no secret. I, I started a podcast before manufacturing Happy Hour called PubCast Worldwide, where I would travel around the world and interview people over beers. And and he was 100 percent the inspiration behind that. But the thing that I love about Anthony Bourdain was the show was never about him, right? He all like he was a great storyteller, but he knew how to put the spotlight on everyone else that was around him. And and honestly that's my goal here at the show. I want to put the spotlight on my guests that appear on the show. I want to create new opportunities for those of you out here that are listening to the show, that are part of the community, and that's what we're going to keep doing for a hundred more episodes and beyond. So. That's it for this episode. Kind of actually a little longer than I thought, right? You know, hopefully you stuck with it. I really appreciate you sticking around for this one. I, I think for episode 150 or 200, these another milestone episodes will do something a little more elaborate rather than just me sitting in my uh, sitting in my studio talking at you about some of these memories. But thanks for sticking around. If you want to connect with anyone I mentioned, I'm going to have a full list of them over at the show notes page at manufacturinghappyhour.com slash 100. That's one zero zero. So head there. And thank you all for being a part of this community. Again, if you want to formally join the community, go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash community. It takes you to our private LinkedIn group. Request to join. Send me a message. We'd love to have you in that group. And with that, I'm going to wrap things up. Thanks for sticking around for 100 episodes. Stay innovative, stay thirsty, and cheers to the next 100. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing Happy Hour. Powered by the Industrial Network.